Hey guys, welcome back to Sermon Notes. I'm Amy Jo Girardier, and we have a great day for you. Uh, We have a visiting co-host with us because Garrett Gregory is out on sabbatical. So let me introduce you to... Who are Evan you? Koontz, uh, Evan one of the student ministers here. Oh, no. yeah. we're so glad you're here. Thanks. Good to be here. It's going to be great. And we also have who Aaron are you? Bryant. Yeah. Wow. Campus and teaching pastor at Avenue South. Love it. Yeah. We're so good glad to be you're here. here. Tell us a little bit about your life, your family. I know it, but yeah. maybe some other people don't. Well, I tell you, uh, <laughs> in about two weeks, it'll be about 20 years here on staff. And wow. you and I share right. an anniversary in the same year because we got to serve together in student ministry. We did. So those are good memories. And so from being a student minister here on staff, uh, about the time Amy and I got married in 2002 to then starting our family and now moving into mm-hmm. seven or eight years ago, a campus and teaching pastor downtown. It's It's been great. So our family, we got three kiddos. We got Ellis Joy, who is 10, going to be 11 this weekend. We have Isaiah, who's 15, and then Silas, who's 17 and a junior in high school. So, so that is our world and a little bit of our journey there. Yeah, Love for it. sure. Yeah, so you, you, you've seen it. You've seen I know it. it's really fun. I was excited. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited every time that we get to hear from the campus pastors. Sure. Of course, really great. To have I you. knew it. I, I knew, knew it. it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. Well, we have been doing some games with our campus pastors, and last week's was great because we had what was it? Taylor Swift <clears throat> and Lamentations. We we're trying mm. to figure out if the mm. lyrics was a Lamentation. Uh, first, or if yeah. it was Taylor Swift, we're not going to play that game with you. Okay. That was just okay. Matt Pearson, but this one's good too. So, okay. Evan, you want to cue it up? What are we going to be playing? Today? I do really badly. So, yeah. we're taking you back all the way back to your student ministry days. Okay. Rewind in the mind. We're back there. We're going to do a little would you rather. Yes. Okay. Biblical edition, though. Okay. So, a little bit higher than middle school level, but okay. we got this yes. for you. All right. First, would you rather, Aaron Bryant? Would you rather? Have seen the Red Sea being parted, or Jesus walking on water? <laughs> Both bodies of water. See how we did that? Yeah, they're related. Uh, yeah, I don't See think that. I can go wrong. No, so, well, no. You, you it's know, really right, one's <laughs> Moses, one's the Lord Jesus. Yes. So um, I, I'm then. probably gonna go. Don't hold this against me. I'm gonna go with Moses part in the Red Sea. Wouldn't it be? Cool? I think yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. Have okay. you watched The Prince of Egypt? Have you seen that? I know it's a cartoon. It's version. been a while, but I have. I sure have. I had never considered walls of water mm. with like the, the fish. fish. Yeah, yeah, and it was dry. It was dry land. That yes. that to me would be like that's my yeah. I think that's what my brain sounds like when I watch yeah. things like that I don't know if yours does Evan but it does yeah. so I'm gonna go with Moses and Red Sea okay I like that one yeah. that's a good one okay this one would you rather have known what type of fruit Adam and Eve ate <laughs> or know what Jesus wrote in the sand when people were wanting to stone our mm, that's that's a pretty good one yeah. uh mm. again these are like can't go wrong i know uh, i'm gonna go with what he wrote in the sand i know me too. Mm. uh you know because i feel mm. like that story arrived at his feet because somebody uh, just the the crowd of religious leaders were trying to destroy a, a woman her reputation yeah. her life her her worth and her value and whatever he wrote was so transformative and just so yeah. grace-filled that that it changed everything so not that the fruit in the garden didn't, <laughs> didn't change, change everything. It, yeah. We're reeling from that one if you hadn't noticed. But um, it yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would have yeah. wanted to see that one. Yeah, for good. sure. I know, I, like I know, that. right? Yeah. yeah, that's a good answer. All right, next one. Would you rather? Oh. <laughs> would you rather be cooped up in the ark? 
for 377 days, taking care of all the animals all day, or lay on your side for 390 <laughs> days. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the ark. I love okay. the prophets, major and minor, but but at least you get a little movement in the ark. The scenery changes, even though it's confined to a space. We're talking about different animals. So yes. I'm probably gonna go there, right? That's probably good. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Any well, favorite? Kind of I don't know that either one of those are what you wake up and say, This is <laughs> this awesome. Is it for me. But yeah, I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna go That's there. Good. That's All right, good. this is the last one. Okay. All right. So and again, you're not gonna be able to go wrong with this, but okay. it's seeing your personality come out. Yes. Uh, would you rather watch Jesus heal? A blind man or watch Jesus walking on water. We kind of talked about that, but a different scenario now. Um, I think that watching him walk on water. I mean, sure, there's been moments where you're like, I wish I could have been there when the burning bush didn't consume itself or mm-hmm. he parted the sea. Watching him walk on water. But, but the story of him healing, you know, the lame and the blind and like watching their expressions as they process being able to see for the first time, yeah. mm-hmm. I think that would be just mm-hmm. fantastic. That's cool. So I'll go with that one. Mm-hmm. i go with that one. one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Great awesome. questions. Great Yes, I tell you. That's good. That's good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had a chance. Did you listen to the sermon? We didn't listen I, together. I did, actually. I really I did. did. It was a good I one. I did the one homework. Day. It was no, a great one. one. I'm just kidding. You don't, want, you don't have I to listened. answer. We're live. I listened. It was good. So we're going to just kind of, we, yeah. we don't grill you on it, but we are going to process okay. through it. Yeah, so. let's do Evan, it. you want to jump in with our first question? I'd love to. I'd love to. Okay. Um, so one of the things, you, you had two really big points in there. The mm-hmm. first one was a prayer for hunger yeah. for the word. Sure. So not just assuming that people are going to want to read the Bible. And honestly, that's probably one of the biggest struggles we all have is for sure. I really want to, but then I try and then I don't feel that hunger yeah. anymore. And so you talked a lot about praying for a hunger for the word. So why do you think it's so difficult for some Christians to have a hunger yeah, for the word? Yeah, for sure. Well, I think in our flesh, we don't naturally gravitate towards just like waking up in the morning, like most mm. people's routine, getting up and be like, Today I will read the Word of God and feast on it. Like We just don't naturally gravitate towards it. So like praying that God would give us a hunger for it is always a good prayer. Um, I also think, coming out of the text we were in yesterday in the sermon, Nehemiah chapter 8, like when, when they show back up in Jerusalem and they're hungry for the Word, like God had already been doing something, right? Because mm. they had every reason. Uh, they had been in captivity for nearly 70 years. Uh, many of them had grown up without a copy of the Scripture. Like They had every excuse for not like having a hunger for it. And, and the people initiate, like, bring out the Word of God and read it to us. So, A, just on the surface, you can't explain that. There's no mm-hmm. reason for that other than, like, God was kind of priming the pump in their hearts. But anytime we pray and, and in similar fashion say, like, man, I, I want a desire like that, I think what we're doing is we're, we're inviting God into the reading of the Word. Mm-hmm. So that it doesn't feel like we start our Bible reading plan and, like, hey, I, I've read it for 30 days, but nothing's changed. I don't feel different. I think a lot of a lot of Christians, especially in North America, probably like go through daily reading or a Bible reading plan and don't feel like it's transformative because mm-hmm. maybe we haven't even done the most important thing, which is invite God into that whole experience and expect to meet him in the pages of Scripture. So I think when we pray, we invite God to commune with us. And we're also like, I know this isn't like a popular or, or, or you know, um, well-celebrated um, concept in our flesh. We don't often submit or yield to whatever mm. this is about to say. So I think it may be counterintuitive, but before we even read Scripture, praying for a hunger is also like saying, I also am so eager to hear what you're going to say. I, I, I anticipate obeying it, and I need your help to do that too. So I think that, those are helpful reasons why we should pray even before we read Scripture. That's good. Yeah, that's good. It. You said in there, I, I love this, 
one of the things I probably hear the most from students for yeah. sure is, hey, I'm reading my Bible, but I don't feel like it's making a difference. Sure. Yeah. I feel like I'm putting myself out there and I'm trying, but it just isn't changing anything. Yeah. So that, that word, you said this in your sermon too. This was one of the things I noticed the most was you said expectancy, like coming yeah. ready to expect that Jesus right. really will meet me in this. Yeah. I mean, how many times, not just in Matthew 11, but he's like, come to me. Yeah. Like, come to me. Not just when you're weary and you're tired, but come to me. And so I think a lot of times what, what I've emphasized during this series is like, how many of us actually expect that when we open the pages of Scripture, you're hearing that same thing where he's like, come to me. You're not just engaging a book, you're engaging a person, right? Mm. And there's been so many seasons. When I was young, like, I, I don't know if anybody taught me, uh, I grate Sunday morning Bible teachers, but I don't think anybody yeah. taught me to, like, go anticipating, I'm going to meet Jesus mm. in these pages. You know, several months ago, I went to a conference in Murfreesboro. One of the things I'm wanting to learn more about this year is prayer. And so I went to a prayer conference. I'm sitting at a round table next to a young lady. And as they're calling out scriptures to pray, mm-hmm. um, they're like, hey, here's one on this and pray through this. The young lady next to me is like voraciously like turning and underlining. And, and she turns to me and is like, how do you know where this stuff is? Because she noticed some of us at the table kind of nodded and we knew that passage. And, um, and I said, well, we just were familiar with Scripture. I just asked, are you a new believer? And she's like, yeah. Mm. She's like, I gave my life to Jesus three or four weeks ago. Wow. And so I tell you that story to illustrate, like, do you remember when we came to faith, and especially for anybody who's an adult, there was a hunger. Like, she yeah. de- was devouring it as quick as she could get to it. Yeah. And I just think as we grow older or as uh, the demands on our life with family or parenting or dating, whatever it may be, it just crowds out huh. that anticipation, that excitement of mm. going to the Word. So when you pray for a hunger, you're just asking the Lord, just, you know, by the power of your Spirit, just kind of rekindle that flame in me. That's I want to feel that way when I read your Word. That's yeah. good. That's awesome. Okay, so I have had a, I've had a chance to go to Ab South a yeah, couple times. Yeah. And there's a sign. You actually referenced this in yeah. your sermon yesterday. Yeah. And it's a sign that says one out of 168, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So um, I want to know, share with everybody yeah, what sure. that means. But I also want to know the story. Like, how, yeah. did, how did that come to be a part of what you guys put on Yeah, the for sure. So in 2009, when I was sifting through, you know, I was serving as a young adult minister here, and I was sifting through a calling to the pastorate, but I didn't know if that's church planning, what's going on, you know. And then we started planting regional campuses. Is it going to be that? And so I just started really praying, like, Lord, when you call me to that, what does this body of believers need to be focused on? Okay. And one of the things, this is probably 2009, 10, I wrote in my journal that I would be grieved if whatever the Lord allowed me to lead or shepherd um, was, yes, God-honoring on Sunday mornings, but I would be grieved if all we did was just about every six days. We come together, we worship, it's powerful, it's engaging, and then nobody's life changes the other six days of the week. So the number one over 168 means for me, like we gather for about an hour every Sunday morning, give or take, like getting in the parking lot, checking kids in, whatever it may be, getting a cup of coffee. But there's 168 hours in the week. Mm. So if what we talk about when we're gathered on Sunday is actually going to make its way into the fabric of our lives, it's most likely we, we got to do something with it. we got to take a next step when we're gathered. Um, but we also have to talk about and think through practical ways to like create habits the other six days of the yeah. week. And the reason I mentioned yesterday is because, you know, this, um, this public reading of the Word that we see in Nehemiah chapter 8, I'm fascinated that it, it was initiated by the people. Mm-hmm. I like Ezra. We've yeah. got a little boy at Avenue South who's named after the prophet or named after the scribe Ezra. Love his role, love what he did. But like Ezra's such a minor player in the text. Yeah. 
he, they're pretty much like, uh, brother, bring that word out and open it yeah. up. Uh, read it and tell us what it means. Great job. But they were hungry for it, right? Right. And so like, when you think about it, you know, like they're reading the word, they're standing in honor of God's word, they're worshiping, they lift their hands up, they fall to the ground, they're having people explain it. Like they're having worship yeah. outside the temple walls in the public square. And to me, it was a great reminder of like, that's what it's supposed to be like for us with that 1 over 168, yeah. feasting that's off right. God's word all six all days time. of the week, not just mm-hmm. on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. good. Love that. That's great. You know, that story of Ezra and Nehemiah, it's, it's so captivating. It's so powerful. Sure. There's so many cool connections yeah. to us as believers and just the day and age we live in. So um, obviously part of your job in preaching is to connect that sure. to today. And how do we relate to yeah, this story? Sure. So what are some similarities you see between Ezra and Nehemiah's day and this reconstruction period and today for us sitting in the pew? Yeah, for sure. Well, first of all, like there, there wasn't a lot of scriptural engagement going on among God's people. And, and again, you know, some of them had lived, um, gosh, if you were old enough to have been born and lived in Jerusalem to seen like the destruction of Jerusalem by the Babylonians, you get hauled off as a young child yeah. into captivity and you come back when you're 75 or 80 mm. um, you, you're not familiar you're rusty about Hebrew and God's word because the Babylonians and then the Persians they don't, they don't worship your God mm. but some people were born in captivity and they've never heard the book you know the the law they've never heard the Mosaic law they've never heard the Torah so like yeah. they're coming back with a lack of scriptural engagement and that's why when they got back to Jerusalem they're like go get the the copy of scripture that we know God gave us before the exile. So there was a lack of scriptural engagement. And I think here's a parallel um, because they didn't have access to it mm. they didn't have access to scripture mm. in ways that they would have otherwise. Um, but there's the same thing going on right now in culture mm. among followers of God. So let's talk about the people of God, then the people of God. Now there's a lack of engagement that that's the parallel. The difference is yeah. it isn't for lack of access mm. I mean, we, we literally yeah, have, the, there's, Bible, there's yeah. a Bible right here on the coffee table. I mean, how many uh, folks may be watching this? How many of us, like, it's, it's on our desk, in our, in our cubicle, it's, yeah. it's on our coffee table, and we don't engage it. So yeah. I do see the parallel of a lack of engagement for different reasons. But I think this is hopeful and encouraging. Like, so if somebody was watching uh, any of our sermons at any of our eight campuses or were in our, our gathered worship experiences and felt like, that's me. I haven't been engaging. Uh, I haven't been engaging God's word, um, and I want to. My prayer, first of all, is that it wouldn't be out of guilt or obligation, but like compulsion to be with Jesus and and to feel the joy of communing with him Um, and knowing that he's revealed his word to us and we have it in our hands. Mm -hmm. But the second thing you would want is is not only the joy of that, but you would want to know like in the story of Nehemiah, like this is a pivotal moment because from this point forward, they became known as a people of the book. Mm -hmm. Like their 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 identity is in them, is yeah. in their relationship with God. Right. Ours is is in relationship with Christ, but they became kind of defined as the people of the book. Mm-hmm. And so, any of us is never too late to become the woman or man of God. We we might have been this side of heaven. Like so, man, you can still become known as a woman of the book, a woman of the word, a man of the word. Like you yeah. still can. That's a parallel I think that's hopeful and encouraging for sure. That's good. Yeah. That's right. Well, we've been asking different campus pastors yeah. about their resources or things that they yep. would suggest for parents, families that are wanting to read scripture yeah, for, sure. you know, for themselves or for their family time. Yeah. So are there any resources that you have? Yeah, and that is, I'd answer that by saying that's hard for pastors mm-hmm. and ministers to find resources that you first are, are 
easy to use and helpful intergenerational among parents and kids, but also yeah. like they're, they're biblically sound, uh, mm. doctrinally sound. And so I tell you what, I brought this. Oh. Um, this prepared? is called Kaleidoscope. And Ellis, Joy, and I are plowing through these. That's awesome. yeah. So it's called Kaleidoscope. And basically this one is just Proverbs. And so sometimes we have, yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, this one is the story of Exodus. So Evan, we don't want you to be left out. Would you pass oh, this along on. to our brother? Yeah, there over there? yeah there for sure. But like Ellis, Joy, and I went through the Gospel of John. And, and then we're working our way through Proverbs right now. And think about Proverbs that like when Solomon's talking about like wisdom and like here's the right way to flourish, Here, here's the, the, the way that's not God's best, and you're trying mm. to distill that among children, um, clearly illustrated those kind of things, but it reads in a very narrative form, all of them. That's awesome. And so we're plowing through those just one book at a time. And I'll tell you this, um, yeah, God's Word, there you go. <laughs> Please forgive me. Um, one of the things uh, that I'm so grateful for is in the classroom, uh, Ellis Joy's teacher, she's in fifth grade, uh, her teacher said... Um, if you memorize the memory verse, you get to pick out one of these kaleidoscope books. Oh, and the fun. kids cool. like went bonkers, yeah. right? <laughs> Which I was grateful. It wasn't sugar, so they didn't yeah, come in and worship all torqued up, you know, on donuts <laughs> and things like that. Um, but but they actually were just hungry for it. That's mm. great. So, mm. you know, I know that's happening mm. at all our campuses, but our teachers and those that serve in Next Gen Ministry are doing a great job emphasizing a hunger for the word among the next gen. But the kaleidoscope books have been helpful to me just as a parent. That's so I, I would I recommend at least looking at, looking at those. Yeah, yeah. so good. That's great. So we know um, when you're making a sermon, yeah, a lot gets cut up, left sure. on the floor. You don't get to bring it in with yeah, you sure. into the actual lesson. Some of it slips your mind as you're going. Yeah, sure. So is there anything that you didn't get to talk about on Sunday that you wish you had, any points that you feel like you didn't get to lean into enough or mm. things you wish you'd rephrase? Anything you'd like to oh, throw sure. in there? Oh, sure. Sure, any pastor has that. Yes. they got 20 <laughs> right? sermons so in like, one Sunday. Exactly. Yeah. Right, 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 like yeah. if everybody wanted to stay. <laughs> that's right. right. That's right. Are still well, it's here. just like, you know, yesterday, you think, you know, we think we've heard long sermons. I mean, they opened up the Bible and read from like <laughs> sun up until lunch break, right? And Amazing. so like, there's plenty of content there. Um, yeah. If you, you know, ask me that question and just on the spot, I think about verse 10. Mm. So the, the gist of it was the word was the, the centrality of the word to God's people. The people initiated a desire. Um, they, they wanted people to teach them. How many Ezra's do we have at all our campuses mm. who need to be thanked for what they're doing? So mm. any woman or man who's teaching anybody, adults, next gen, like, thank you so much. <laughs> because there are people who want understanding, and they're like, I don't, I don't know what this means. Yeah. So again, yeah. that's why we invite the Holy Spirit through prayer to illuminate it for us, but also like, we need men and women who will teach the Word and make disciples yeah. who can read the Scripture and then teach it as well. So those things are fascinating. I mean, but like, uh, among all those things, like the most well-known verse probably, if people do know it, from Nehemiah is verse 10, mm. that the joy of the Lord is your strength, right? Yeah. And that really mm. even wasn't the focus of, of our time together in God's mm. Word. But the reason for that is they were so overwhelmed in worship in response mm. to the reading of God's Word. They wept. I mean, they were repentant, and they were humbled before a, a holy God. You, you know, but then they were commanded, like, there's a time to repent and to weep, but, like, that's not today. Yeah. Today is a day. Go, go drink what is sweet, go eat what is rich, and, and share the leftover portions with people who don't have it. Mm. And it was like, go fellowship. Like, not only worship, but, but then break bread together. And so... 
the communal aspect of like, um, I don't know if you've ever tried, like I'm going to go find community in the church. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes it's hard to find, Mm -hmm. but it's a byproduct of being on mission with brothers and sisters in Christ for the mission of God. That's good. The byproduct of them being gathered around the world. And this is a this is huge advocacy for people to be in Bible Thanks. reading groups or in life groups or mentor relationships. The byproduct of reading God's word together is community. If mm. it's true and spirit led, it's community. Mm. And so they were commanded, go share a meal together. Go fellowship and look out for the marginal uh, edges of society where the people who don't have what you have mm. and share it with them. So even in what God's doing in, among his people and in the church today, he's always mindful, like, share this with the watching world mm. and the people who nobody reaches out to invite them to the party. Yeah. Like That was one of my favorite things about it, and it comes from that verse about, today the joy of the Lord is your strength. So mm. celebrate that. Like I, I love that aspect of, of the text that really wasn't even the focus of our yeah. time together. It's yeah. good. Okay, so this is just getting a glimpse into the Bryant family. All right, so what are some things that you guys like to do together? Like that's kind of a fun thing you guys like to do. It could be a game. It could be an experience or just how do you guys like to do your time together? Well, I I wouldn't have answered it this way a few years ago, but what we've started doing, instead of going to theme parks or different things, like we we just, we travel, we hike together. Mm. Uh, We haven't just broken through the veneer of camping outdoors together. (laughs) We did that in the backyard, Ellis, Joy, and I. During um, one of my favorite things that happened during the pandemic is, you know, we we pre-recorded all of our services and we camped out the night of, of Easter. In the backyard. That's one of the last times we've done that, you know. So we've done some of that. Haven't done a lot of that, like, out in the national parks. But, you know, earlier this year, we got to go out to Arches and Moab and Canyonlands. and and And, you know, what was fun and surprised me was that the kids, you know, parents, you you finally get there. You're all, like, out of juice (laughs) after working the the GPS and the maps and all that. You're Uh like, does everybody have something to eat and everybody's everybody's safe? But the kids, like, we knew we'd want to sit there and soak it in. But the kids mm. just absolutely, their eyes were so wide, wow. Grand Canyon, things like that, that, like, we just said, this is a good season. And so we're, cool. we're looking for ways even next year, you know, like, where can we go do that together? So we enjoy that. We're a sports family. Like, all the kids love sports. Ellis Joy just started playing softball, so she's oh, all in. So, um, so, like, sporting events. Yeah. And much like any adult um, in, in our society today, we go sometimes not even to watch the game. But well, and you've heard it from other people. Like you sit sideways next to somebody at a sporting event, and your kids will talk to you. Yeah. Like if we yeah. sat across the table, I'm like, "What is God teaching you?" <laughs> the kids yeah. will be like, "Dad, you're a weirdo. Like don't don't be pastor dad. Just yeah. be dad." Yeah. yeah. But you can sit at Nashville SC game. We go to some of those, you know, stuff like that, and they'll just talk. So that those are fun for us right now. That's kind of where we are. Yay! So when it comes to the camping, I have to know who's the holdout. Is it the boys or the girls? Okay, so I'm, I, I better not answer that on record, okay? <laughs> I don't want to burn anybody down publicly. That's good, that's good. But uh, I, I'm ready whenever others are ready <laughs> to go out there and go that's camping great. for sure. I yeah, love yeah. Awesome. I love it. Well, yeah. Aaron, thank you so much for yep. being on Sermon Notes. Yeah. And Evan, thanks for being co-host with us great today. Great to be here, y'all. Yeah. So well fun. done, brother. Well done. Hey, you too. Yeah, there you so go. Cool. She has done a phenomenal job this whole time, but to see She's you sit right, in and get to see you again. Yeah, well, we've gotten to serve together for so many years. I, yeah. I think of her like a sister, and I love yeah. and respect her. So That's great fun. to see you again. Evan, well done today. Yeah, so great. appreciate what is. y'all are doing with this. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you for joining us again. And as the kids say, if you smash that subscribe button, you can know when we're going live and you can get all the podcasts. We are on Apple, we're on Spotify, and you can watch it on YouTube as well. Next week, we're going to have Jay. 
Strother. I yeah. Think. Yeah. So he'll be he'll be here He's decent. in the hot seat. He's decent. <laughs> yeah, for great. sure. So um, we hope to see you guys then. And uh, thanks for watching.